Hey, everybody. Really fun show this morning. We talk about the collapse of Three Arrows Capital and where we go from here. We actually talk about the future of play-to-earn gaming as well as what the big opportunities might be on Ethereum and Solana moving forward. As usual, this content is sponsored by FTX. You can sign up at thenifty.com slash FTX or with the code thenifty on your FTX mobile app. And reminder that at NFT NYC next week, we are doing a live show in the morning for whales. So those are people that own 10 or more portal NFTs, our NFT. And there will be a breakfast alongside of that show. Also, on Tuesday from 5 p.m. to 7.30 p.m., we have our main event at Mr. Purple in Lower East Side of New York. Uh, so if you have a portal, get in the Discord and make sure you register. Hope you enjoy the show. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's Wednesday. A lot of juicy conversation to be had today. The main story of the crypto space being the Three Arrows Capital experiencing some turbulence. Really, really excited to dive into it and to figure out what the hell is going on there and what these other speakers think. I'm P.O. I'm here with my co-host Signal, Captain Kicks. Easy Eats Bodega's getting rugged. Nick's going to join us shortly. We got Spencer on stage. We got a skeleton crew here here i think that the rest of the speakers got liquidated everybody in the crypto space is getting liquidated this is wild uh but good morning signal how are you this morning morning folks morning morning uh our weather report today is sitting with Captain of course Kicks. but i'm throwing to you because you're my only co-host so i just want to see how you're doing <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, actually. It's weird because uh, in, in, I'm in London at the moment and it's blue skies. And then you look at the crypto markets and it's just zero Celsius, stormy and absolutely disgusting. Um, you know, but eyes on 3AC today. I think there could be some really strong turbulence coming up, especially off the back of Celsius as well. Um, I'm looking at this if we break 20K on BTC, watching that strongly and seeing if we bounce back up. That is the thing to be watching. Yeah, great insight signal. So you're in London right now. Are you near Borough Market? Borough Market. I'm near London Borough Market. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, I'm well. I'm about like uh, eight stops away from there. So maybe on my way back, I'll grab some sandwiches because that is the place to eat in yeah, London. Yeah. What's the Portuguese import brand called? Uh, no what idea. Do you mean? It's like the big name. <laughs> no they import the the meats from um, Portugal. Uh, I know. Yeah, you said it. It's no idea. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that area. London Bridge, Bermondsey, uh, very, very dope part of town. Uh, great food over there. You can get oysters. You can get a French duck sandwich. You can get hand-gathered scallops. If you haven't been to that part of London, uh, you got to go. Sig, how excited are you for NFT NYC next week? I'm so excited that I'm going to upgrade myself so I can sleep on the plane so I arrive rested, ready to rumble. Um, I'm a bit annoyed. I missed signing up for World of Women Madonna. Really annoyed at that because the tickets are all gone. So, hey, anyone who can't make it to NFT NYC and wants to give me the World of Women whole <laughs> ticket, I'm there. Uh, and I've missed a couple of other events like you. Just been busy working. I know you didn't sign up for 8Fest. But other than that, I'm super excited getting my schedule ready, getting the events done. I kind of don't want to go there and not have a plan. I feel like NFT NYC is like, you need a plan. It's like a military. Who are you meeting? Where are you going? What is happening? 
it's not like VCon where we were all like little ants in a stadium and everybody just got like filtered to one place. This is New York. You need to know where you're going. Otherwise, you're going to be that person lost in Times Square being like, do you know where the next event is, please? <laughs> I'm not, I am not going to be that person. I'm coming in hot and I'm coming in with a plan. Well, first of all, you doing an American accent is basically the best thing I've heard uh, thus far today without question. But after watching the way you maneuvered uh, at VCon, I have no doubt in my mind that you're going to have, you know, full on plans ready to go because you were totally organized. You were ready to rock. But I definitely agree with you at NFT NYC. You have to know where you're going unless you're like insanely plugged in because you have to actually sign up for all the events beforehand. So everybody uh, that's listening, if you don't know, we have an event on Tuesday, uh, the 21st, 5 p.m. to 730. We rented out the whole roof of Mr. Purple, which is a hot spot in, N in NYC. Now that we're just totally in Goblin Town and everybody's getting liquidated, we'll see if that turns out to be a good idea uh, because let's put it this way, it wasn't cheap. Uh, but, you know, we, we're really excited to hang out with everybody there. Let me throw uh, to Mr. Captain Kicks. Kicks, I think that today's weather report uh, ought to be an interesting one. What do you got on tap for us? What's up, Dad? How you doing, man? Hope you're hanging in well out there. Um, Why it's, am I it's Dad? Because I love you, bro. I'll call, <laughs> how about I call you Coach? Coach Pia. All right, Coach Pia, I got the Yeah, Coach Pia, I got the report for you. Dad was a little weird for Pia. He's like, you know, having flashbacks to that one-night stand he had a couple years ago. <laughs> uh, OpenSea volume overnight was at $24 million. Um. Not terrible. Uh, it's obviously being impacted by the uh, chop and uh, destruction happening on the ETH side. Uh, blue chips holding up all right in ETH. Apes are at 85. Mutants are at 16. Punks still holding 48. Um, if anything, they're just getting repriced in ETH USDC terms. Uh, Moonbirds, Doodles, Clone X, uh, all ranging at new lows. Over the past 24 hours, uh, apes and mutants had the highest sales volume, so it does seem that uh, there are still buyers out there in the market, and if they're going to buy something, they're looking to buy some nice blue chips. It's wild when you have so many uh, crazy events in the last 24 hours that uh, Goblin Town doxing may not have been the number one news event, um, but everyone was very excited for Goblin Town to dox. So it went up to a five ETH floor. Then they doxed and people decided that they didn't want to have Goblin Town anymore. And it went all the way down to a three ETH floor. Fun fact, Pio and Nick actually interviewed um, the people behind Goblin Team. They founded Illuminati NFT. Um, and I guess are donating some of the goblins to this project. Goblins are down, but Illuminati NFT, which didn't receive any inside scoop on Goblin Towns, has had huge volume and is now up. That just shows the average IQ of people in the NFT space. Very, very, very low, but still cool to see an awesome team behind Goblin uh, Town, I think. And if you do a little research into Illuminati NFT, I actually had a similar kind of idea. It's kind of cool. It's like a you know secret society group of people um, on the blockchain. Uh, yesterday, there was a launch called Lonely Pop. It was quite an anticipated mint for a while, I think. Um, but they couldn't sell out their Dutch auction even when that drop 
all the way down to the floor. 0.25. Minters were refunded, but shows that there's not a lot of demand out there unless it's a free mint or you know some sort of degen mint. There's there's projects that were anticipated and not even minting out. Definitely a sign of the times. Uh, in the crypto world, Bitcoin at 21K, ETH at 1.1. ETH went, uh, went all the way down to near 1,000. Um, eyes are on three arrow capital as rumors continue to circulate on margin calls. The rumor mill said that three arrow capital had a $200 million long position that was going to be liquidated at 1016. And the price overnight hit 1016, but the on-chain oracles didn't update fast enough. They weren't liquidated, and other longs fought back and got the price uh, above uh, 1016, and so no liquidation happened. So we're actually having like a true world war right now in the crypto space where People are trying to blow other people up and other people are trying to defend people from blowing up. I mean, you know, it's sad all the money destruction happening. But I mean, this is this is true, you know, uh, PVP, as one may say. Uh, markets holding new lower range until further news. Uh, crypto, of course, has eyes on multiple things now. Three arrows, capital Celsius, Fed announcement and uh, any any other potential key points of uh, failure within the markets. Um, I personally feel really bad about uh, 3AC. They um, invested in crypto writers. So it's sad to see them struggling when, um, you know, they, they, they've helped us out. Um, and it's, it's a sad ending to a pretty wild story. For those that don't know, the two co-founders of Three Arrows Capital started in this space in 2011 with $1 million dollars. Um, and ran it up uh, into the billions. Um, so uh, sad ending to that story, but I have a feeling they'll they'll stick around and get stronger from this. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, absolutely wild out there. Just to add to uh, the the gray weather report signal put together, I'm like seeing some scary uh, messaging in some of the crypto uh, groups that I'm in where people are legit panicking and they're like pulling stable coins, pulling farms and LP farms and are not even trusting exchanges um, to hold on to the money. They're going, you know, straight into fiat. Uh, and, you know, my concern is that these are smart people saying these things. Um, and just the last thing that we'd want to see, it's fine if funds blow up. It's fine if, uh, cryptocurrency prices tank, but if there's uh, real issues with the stable coins, which are sort of the spinal backbone of uh, crypto, uh, there some really bad things could happen. So I'm hoping that not everyone panics and and uh, things things hold up over there. But uh, back to you in the studio, sir. What a weather report! What a morning! A lot of stuff for us to talk about. Uh, I don't even really know where to begin. I can't say that I'm terribly surprised by people pulling their money off of exchanges as Isaiah Washington or Isaiah Jackson. What, what, 
Isaiah something, one of the big time Bitcoin guys, he wrote one of the big Bitcoin books, Bitcoin and Black America. Um, he coined the phrase, not your keys, not your cheese. I think this is a time where all of the quote unquote crypto guys can absolutely learn from the Bitcoiners. Not your keys, not your cheese. Look into what happened in Mount Gox if you don't know a long time ago in the Bitcoin and crypto history, and that'll point you in the right direction for what is going on right now. I don't think that we're going to see any of the ultra-reputable exchanges like FTX or Coinbase or Gemini go down. Uh, for what it's worth, FTX is still paying us our sponsorship money, so I think that they're good to go. Uh, but I can't say that I'm terribly surprised uh, that people are pulling their money off of exchanges because, again, not your keys, not your coins, not your keys, not your cheese. I know my guy, Ben Jammin, uh, hit a little dinger yesterday off of the Goblin Town news. You were there to take advantage of it, right, Ben? And then I, I saw a signal raiser hand. We'll throw to her right after. But Ben, were you able to secure a little bit of a bag off of Illuminati? GMPO. Uh, yeah, that was that was quite the announcement, right? Coming from Alex, and it's it's funny. I actually I received the very first truth token that was ever distributed. Um, and it was on the, the Bored Ape yacht last year during the party. They oh, actually shit. handed me a pin for it. Yeah, so I've been a truther since day one, I guess. But, yeah, it was nice to see a little run-up when I saw the Goblins announce that um, it was truth behind it. I swept up a, a couple, and, I, and then I sold off one or two to get my money back, and now I'm holding the rest. But, yeah, man, um, it's it's been, a, it's been an interesting market for sure. I just put out a, a little thread about, you know, kind of what I've been doing. Uh, first, I wanted to comment on Signal's uh, zero degree Celsius comment that that I'm not sure was on purpose earlier, but that that was hysterical when I heard <laughs> that 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 could be a meme on its own. But um, yeah, I've I've been I've been slowly selling off, you know, o over the last few months. Um, I was selling a little bit on the way up, but on the way down, you know, as I got a little bit more bearish, I started thinking that I need to take a little bit more profits and you know secure. The, the in real life responsibilities that are, are most important. And um, I, I think that that's what people should, should really be focused on. And, and someone made a comment to me before saying that, you know, you, you shouldn't be, you know, buying crypto or NFTs with money that you expect to lose. And, and I agree with that in some senses, but, you know, that doesn't mean that it's okay to round trip your profits back just because like, it's okay if it goes to zero, like you, you want to preserve capital and you want to make sure that, you can survive and that you can, you know, improve your quality of life. And, you know, over the, the course of a, a bear, like people don't know how long it's going to last. In 2020, it lasted a month, but it felt like forever. So, you know, it, it could be lasting, you know, months. It could be lasting, you know, longer than people think. But I think if you put yourself in a position that, you know, whenever you feel euphoric or you feel like things are too good to be true, take some off the top, put it aside. And do it to, you know, to put your mind at ease in some ways so that if things do dip down, either you feel like you, you made a good move and just keeping money off the table and you can watch or you put yourself in a position to have more dry powder to be able to buy back in at levels that you feel comfortable whenever you start to, you know, feel like there's some positive sentiment coming back. So um, it, it's been, you know, quite the past couple of weeks, but, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that any bit of advice or or you know, information about what I'm doing with my own plan can help other people with, you know, how they 
how they tend to um, you know treat their own strategies. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. And I mean, there's clearly still opportunities because the crypto market, you know, is the way it is. And we are still so like, you know, such early participants. Yesterday, I found out about the Goblin Town news four minutes after the tweet. So I saw the tweet four minutes after it came out. People in the Discord were like, Illuminati this, Illuminati that. I didn't pull the trigger, but if I had bought some Illuminatis right there, they were at like 0.22. They broke one each within like an hour and a half. So what other market are you going to get a 5X in an hour and a half during like a terrible bear market where everybody's getting liquidated? So at the end of the day, it ain't all, you know, it's not all bad news over here. Signal, you had raised your hand briefly before. Was there something that you wanted to add? Oh, yeah, it was, it was actually off the back of what Kix was saying um, about uh, 3AC. It's just, I mean, this is probably more a question for Spencer, but just um, how far is the contagion risk here? Because if all of these exchanges are intertwined and they borrow and lend to each other, this is just taking me back to sort of like a 2008 scenario where you have Bear Stearns go down, Lehman goes down, and then collectively three banks like JP Morgan, Merrill's Bank of America decide, you know, who gets to survive and who gets to die. But the difference here is no one is stepping in to save the crypto markets. The Fed stepped in to save, obviously, the TradFi markets, but they're not going to save this. So I just feel as if there's... what. How far, how, how serious is the contagion risk here? And are we at a point where people should be taking their money off exchanges? Spencer, what do you think? I mean, look, I think that they're like, like when the tide goes out, you see who's swimming naked. And we've seen a couple of crypto things swimming naked, right? Um, for various reasons. I think the two main reasons we've seen is one, uh, we've seen a bunch of crypto crashes happen because a bunch of shit's just straight up a Ponzi. So that was like um, Luna Terra was just a Ponzi, um, et cetera. And then the other one was we just saw people trading with leverage, right? And so when you put so a pump a ton of leverage into the system, it's part of what drives the market cap up so high as it was. But leverage is obviously a double-edged sword. And like when you're trading leverage in a super volatile asset class and when that leverage is known to, to the other institutions... Like, you have institutions doing shenanigans to try and liquidate each other. And, like, I don't think this is... This is obviously not the first time we've seen something like this happen. It's a different flavor than the Luna Terra stuff, but I'd say this is, like, not actually that far off because it is one hedge fund trying to liquidate another. It's just, like, this time it's sort of... They're more similar versus, like, a, straight up a, a whole protocol. But, like conceptually this is pretty similar in my in my book and i think this is not the last time that we're going to see this happen in this cycle right like the tide is still going out has not fully gone out a lot of people were using a lot of leverage and a lot of projects only have tokenomics that work when it's up only and so what is the trigger point for some of those i don't know but i'd be shocked if this is the last morning where a seemingly you know untouchable pillar of industry goes down and I agree. I think it makes sense to be hesitant of exchanges, et cetera. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's going to be fascinating to see what results uh, you know, come from this, what exchanges were prepared, which ones weren't. I mean, I have a hunch, right? I named a few exchanges that I, I would be very surprised if they had any sort of issues. Uh, but I think any sort of quasi-janky exchanges or janky institutions are potentially going to be in trouble. 
Uh, I'm also completely fascinated by all the talk over the last day or two about NFT projects not having cash on the balance sheet, but instead only keeping uh, cryptocurrency like Ethereum. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And I just feel bad for any holders of the NFTs from those projects. That is completely wild to me that anybody would try to run a business with that kind of mentality. You're not Michael Saylor. Uh, whoever you are running these projects, that's just not your business. So you got to have cash. Um, I saw Angel, very talented YouTuber in the NFT space. NFTverse has his hand raised. What's going on, Angel? Hey, everyone. Good morning. Thanks, Pia, for uh, for bringing me up here. Um, it's going to be an, like a, a re really interesting next couple of hours here, here today, especially just getting in at 2.30 where we have Jerome Powell announcing um, probably rate hikes uh, for, uh, for the Federal Reserve. And I think a lot of people will be watching that around that time. There is going to be a lot of just overall events happening here within the next week, whether it be liquidations from Celsius or Michael Saylor supposedly um, liquidating some some Bitcoin from his uh, from his pool. But overall, I just think this is going to be a very interesting time that we are going to experience here in the cryptocurrency and NFT space, where I think a lot of people are just going to have the opportunity to learn about certain behaviors and what causes people to buy and what causes people to sell. And if this is going to be your first cycle, and for the majority of people, I would assume this is going to be their first cycle, including, including for me, as a person who got into the NFT space around like a year and a half ago, I think it is going to be a very interesting time to learn about just what people are essentially feeling here in the markets and how, how to trade based on it for hopefully a next cycle to come for NFTs and cryptocurrency afterwards. Absolutely, man. Uh, yeah, de definitely very well put. By the way, Michael Saylor has stated that he's good to go as long as Bitcoin stays above like 3500 bucks. So even if he gets partially liquidated, MicroStrategy, Michael Saylor, good to go above 3500 bucks. Come on now. D don't trip. Uh, no, do you have your hand. <laughs> no, do you have your hand raised? What's going on, man? Yeah, I was going to... Uh... An interesting thing with 3AC, so they they uh, they have a fund called the Starry Nightcap, uh, which I think was in partnership with uh, Vincent Van Doe. Vincent Van Doe, yeah, God. yeah, and they uh, interestingly, like at least what I'm seeing on Twitter is apparently a lot of these assets have have all moved into the, into the uh, the same wallet, um, like over the last the 24 hours, um, which is interesting. You know, I think they bought around you know 20 million dollars plus worth of NFTs. Like they have 100 punks. They've got all sorts of uh, so know, many tier. rare Pepe's, dude. Yeah, so many. Tier, yeah, top tier one of ones. Um, so it will be interesting to see what they do. I I really hope that they don't try and just like throw them all out on the market. I think a, a good choice would be you know maybe they find uh, maybe they chat with Punk six five two nine or something and he just scoops up the whole collection at a crazy discount. Um, but that is a little that that's a little bit scary and a little bit interesting and hopefully uh, hopefully doesn't have too much impact on. On some of the, I don't, I don't think they have like you know a lot of smaller collections or anything that are that aren't just like the the top top tier, but you know still not a not a great sign. Yeah, I mean this is the chaos we all signed up for, isn't it? Like this is what we all thought was going to come at some point, and people during the bull run are like, what could cause possibly cause a bear run? Or uh, I mean, here here we are, right? <laughs> a bear market, I should say. Jesse, you have your hand raised. What's up? Yeah, I did not sign up for this, Pio. <laughs> no, uh, but I, yeah, no, I know it's it's obviously tough. There's, uh, I know if people want to experiment with these, uh, I got into this thing called a bank, and they gave me this unlockable. It's like a proof card. We call it a debit card or something. 
<laughs> pretty good because uh you know i lost my pen and i was like screw it god damn it i lost my seed phrase i can't get my money back i go there and uh i still get all my money and it just shows up and it's just with one click i can transfer it so it's just they got this they got this phrase not your pin not your card not your id <laughs> still your money it's like i don't know how they do it but uh anyway you guys might want to check that out if you're if you're feeling down but no the market the market's tough i think um i've been sitting on my hands so long they're getting freaking numb over here so i'm gonna uh, have a little fun with myself later that's a teenage that's a teenage sex joke guys um but um, no, no, I think it, it's, t- it's tough. I still think it's funny because I keep selling stuff like pretty low. And then some stuff I sold, like I sold a carton and then I ended up, it got bought for a pretty decent price. I actually think I made an ETH profit off it. And I actually, I, I, I was kind of upset when it got bought. So, you know, it's always good to list like right at that moment. I'm, but I just needed to even out my portfolio to ETH. Um, and I, I don't know. I still am. I, I think we really, really found something with that faux utility market. That was the thing that really felt like, oh, okay, you know, we, we kept joking. Okay, what's really the utility? What's really the community, right? I, I want, I'd love to go in some of these discords, like the Coolcast discord, see how how popping they are right now. Um, because, you know, we always like mocked, okay, what are the teams? What, what are they really doing? But that, that faux utility thing felt real. I still think that that is the future. And I do not think this is going to be a repeat of 2017. I don't think there's going to be anything resembling a V-shaped recovery, but once somebody like for example with this carton i just got a ticket i'm gonna go with my kids to chicago and i get as owning a carton a free ticket to the chicago conference it's you know little uzi vert and a few others to take my kids it's 300 dollars. so i got a free 300 dollars ticket right the, obviously the nft costs 1500 or whatever 1800 but like that's like real utility that's a real thing i got for owning this and of course i can sell it you know hopefully for profit down the road or something so we haven't figured out utility but once someone really unlocks that, what we saw with whatever, what, you know, pick your favorite one, whether it's Proof or Carton or whatever, really, unlo- you know, it's still a pain. I don't know if every, anybody who's going to NYC knows we're all downloading Chain Pass and Token Proof and it's a freaking nightmare, right? It's still a lot of friction. But once someone figures that out, we know in the NFT space, it spreads like a virus, right? If someone can actually unlock a business model, I think, you know, we know now it's not going to be in a non-team, but like unlocks the real technology through Chain Pass through this. Right. You get a subscription, you get this. It's, it, you know, single sign on is like magic. That's the one great thing with your wallet. You know, I would not be shocked if in six, nine months when, when you know, some of the tech really does kind of come together. It, you know, it's it we're back to, oh, NFTs are actually, you know, kind of useful. So, again, it's hard to trade based on that. But I just like I said before, I never think we should look to precedent to totally repeat itself, especially in this space. There's just not enough priors. So. I don't think it's 2017. I'm not buying anything, obviously, other than, you know, Kumite and a few other things, like I said, that are that are just obvious, obvious buys where it's a great team, whatever it is. Um, but but, you know, I'm not I'm not, you know, I, I still think that there's a lot of interesting stuff to come probably in the next six months. And, you know, I, you know, I'm sure people will reveal or make connections post NFT NYC. So we'll see. Thousand percent, man. Uh, couldn't have said it better myself right there. Uh, Captain Kicks, you have your hand raised. What's going on, buddy? Kicks. I just want to take this time and check in with you. How are you doing, Pia? Oh, I'm I'm doing fantastic. I'm I'm a weirdo. I kind of like the chaos, you know. So it, it's it's just juicy for me. So I'm doing good. Yeah, for I'm sure. Bought back in. Bought the dip. <laughs> I'm always buying, man. I'm always buying Bitcoin, you know. But go ahead, kicks. Um. Yeah. I, I was just gonna say that. Uh. You know. I always like to try to be a contrarian and. You, you know, it doesn't work out a lot of the times. You can see that with uh, OK Bears. I mean, it 
It definitely feels like, you know, some, some like real panic out there, like, you know, people calling for absurdly low Ethereum prices and we have, you know, funds blowing up and all of, all of that jazz. It's actually weird. I feel, I feel stronger in the NFT value proposition over the long term than uh, it would be aggressive to say than even crypto. But my point being is that when you see all of this, all of these blowups and all of this, these crazy issues, the issues with Celsius and all this stuff, it all comes down to like the number one thing innovation with crypto has been uh, like uh, other than, you know, decentralization, it's been like leverage and financialization. Right. Um, and, and that has what allowed us to go on this insane bull run is the amount of leverage, the amount of borrow and lending protocols out there giving yields, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And all of that stuff is what's kind of blowing up right now and impacting the price. Um, and, and crypto, of course, has been in development for a very, very long time. And all of this, like, you know, leverage, borrow, financialization tools, kind of, I think they came online in like 27, 2018, right? Um, it's just funny to me that like, I look at NFTs and I feel like in, in our run, if you consider our run from, you know, late uh, 2020 with Top Shot to today, I feel like NFTs have already in their short span kind of shown more use cases and more like normal consumer adoption. So I actually feel, you know, I, I feel good about NFTs. I think that, you know, uh, the crypto side has to flush out whatever this toxic uh, contagion is. And, and maybe we're close to that, maybe not. But I actually feel pretty good about uh, NFTs and their ability to uh, recover after all this is said and done. And then, of course, everyone's talking about like we're looming on this big uh, this big uh, Fed announcement today. Um, and uh, I mean, you know, of course, things can fade quick, but the stock market's up about one percent. I kind of wonder if there will there's the potential for a little bit of a relief rally where the Fed says enough to kind of temporarily. I'm not saying this is the bottom, but temporarily, uh, you know, calm the markets and you know, there may be relief for a couple of days. Because when you look at the price action on uh, the stock market and in ETH, you know, it's been like record, you know, down motion on the weeklies. So it seems like the market would would take some relatively positive news very well. And there may be a, a week relief or, you know, two weeks relief. So if you're a trader out there, you know, there's the potential to do that. I was thinking of taking a thousand or 2000 bucks and just buying some you know, NASDAQ call options that expire at the end of next week and kind of just try to 5X that or evaporate that. <laughs> um, That's your specialty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's. Uh, I, I tried to do a little trading yesterday and I got chopped out twice on ETH. I, I'm really, I'm not a trader. I'm, I'm, when it comes to crypto, saying I'm a really not a trader, trader is like me saying I'm not a, a, a guy. You know what I mean? You're totally a trader, bro. But just not on the on the crypto coins and not in a chop environment. I'm really good in a bull environment, but I mean, who the fuck isn't? But in a uh, chop environment, I, you know, it, it, just, it just comes down to all these ranges. You, basically, what I'm saying is it's just so easy to get chopped out without like a catalyst. Um, so once again, I'm, I'm just trying to sit on my hands, wait for the dust to settle. You, you know, you'd like to think that there are some people that are saying, 
that we're going to see some sort of turnaround, you know, going into the midterm elections, which would give us a couple of more months of, you know, pain and potential consolidation. But uh, I, I don't know, man, it's getting so doom and gloomy out there um, that you almost kind of want to counterbet it a little bit on the short term. I think okay, that's so I want to ask you really Go quick, ahead, um, just based on what, we, what you were saying on on how everything's just been so doom and gloomy. How long did you feel like the period of, of the opposite was the case where everything was just up only? Everything was going to the moon in the NFT and cryptocurrency space. I feel like we just recently entered this period. Well, maybe not just recently, but it has certainly, I believe, not been as long as the point of where everything was up. Yeah, I mean... Crypto, you could argue, maybe has been getting a little, not doom and gloomy, but getting a little net bearish since like January of this year. I don't think it really happened in the NFT space until like March or April. Um, everyone remembers me selling my ape in March and then missing out on uh, ape coin and uh, all of that land. jazz. You land, all of that. But like in March, I was feeling a little shaky. I was like, you know everything else in the world is kind of dropping off a cliff, but NFTs aren't. So you are right in the, you know, if you, if you look at bulls and bear cycles as kind of needing to have a similar duration, then we're, then we're, you know, due for some more pain. I was more so talking about just the short term, you know, doom and gloom is, is so crazy right now that I think just any relatively positive news could create some sort of relief rally, not saying I'm going to trade it or anything, but Definitely on the on the long term, I still think that there's a lot of, you know, shake ahead. There's just so many things like breaking, like mortgage rates uh, two months ago or three months ago, right? We're at like 3%. They're now at 6.5%. So, I mean, literally the cost of a mortgage. Uh, my, my wife hit, hit me up yesterday and she's like, look at this great house. It's cheap, yada, yada, yada. Dude, the house was like $640,000. That's not that much. That's not that expensive a house the mortgage quote on it is $4,000. It's literally <laughs> double double my rent. And it's supposed to get worse too. They're supposed to be supposed to get worse. this month and next month. Like I consider myself pretty decently, you know, well off. And I don't even think I would put 20% down on that and eat for $50,000 a year in mortgage. Like, fuck that. So yeah. You can refi that, but money. yeah. Yeah, you can refi that. But guess what? Anyone that took that strategy in the 1980s with 10 years of inflation and stagflation wasn't much opportunity to refi for a while. Yeah, no, I hear you. You know, right now, during all this madness, one thing that I do hear, and I want to hear what Spencer has to say. I'm also going to patch in a special guest in just a second. But, uh, you know, uh, I think that right now really is genuinely a good time to, like, understand what Bitcoin is and understand the history of Bitcoin and just have you feel better about all of this technology, all of this stuff that you own. And, and I'm being serious. I can tell Jesse's probably writing jokes right now about the whole Bitcoin thing and how I always bring it up and everything but the point is is like i don't have really any worry about the integrity of the technology or the the use case of you know quote unquote crypto i always separate uh, Bitcoin and crypto because Bitcoin is money and crypto is technology. And I think a lot of people also don't understand that. Um, so there's like all these things to understand that give you conviction and give you uh, a kind of bedrock to lay down on when shit is hitting the fan. And that's why I'm just so comfortable right now. I just think it's interesting. I'm excited to make uh, content about it. I'm just not worried. And that 
conviction that comes from the Bitcoin technology spills into NFTs because all NFTs are is a manifestation of the technology that Bitcoin brought into the world, just disrupting other verticals. So we're just going to see more and more. Um, I'm patching in a special guest. Special guest, are you able to speak right now? Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> I guess I'm you not. Can't wait, hon, you can't hear that? Uh, I can't, ladies and gentlemen, can you hear the special guest? Unfortunately, yes. I, I feel like you can hear me. Uh, look, this is P.O. The, the, the Bitcoin. What you don't understand is that the Bitcoin, I'm speaking from P.O.'s mouth right now. This is P.O. This is not anybody else. I want you to understand that Bitcoin is the future. The NFTs are a manifestation of Bitcoin. <laughs> Bitcoin, Satoshi Nakamoto created NFTs. He provided this gift to you to trade these colorful JPEGs and to speculate on them like a gift from God. And that's what he provided. Uh, there you go. Uh, I, I am PO. Um, I think all of you suck. And uh, you know, this is, this is just how I feel because if you don't believe in this Bitcoin uh, religion that I am a member of, uh, then you just don't get it. Okay. Uh, just kidding. I think everyone, um, I know you all were confused there for a minute. I'm not really PO. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is Nick. I was trying to um, play music in here and it doesn't, doesn't let me play it. Uh, but look, here's what happened. I don't know if you know this, but uh, Ethereum briefly got close to 1,000. It was at 1,015 is what it wicked down to there. And this morning I woke up early. I saw that. And what happened was I was like, no, 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 we're not getting lower. And I was pumping the market. I, I actually died from exhaustion or, and passed out after about three hours of pushing uh, that market off the bottom. I was able to get it up another 10% and, uh, and I literally collapsed on the floor. Uh, so right now um, I've just recovered from that collapse. <laughs> so you're welcome. Uh, if you're an Ethereum holder, you're welcome. Uh, I'm taking care of uh, this market right now, uh, even though it does continue the downtrend. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you're, you're welcome for that. There we go. We got our special guest, Nick, patched in because Twitter still has uh, very large bugs in Twitter spaces. I want to throw to Spencer, right? Spencer's got the kind of institutional background that we love to hear from in times like this. Spencer, anything that any of the speakers commented on, you know, including myself, that you'd like to, you know, share a kind of counter position to or just have any thoughts on? Yeah, well, I think it's really interesting. Like we see, even though we are in NFTs, we see how important the focus of crypto as an overall ecosystem is and how much it actually impacts us when all these cryptocurrency things happen. But what I don't think we've seen is a major on the same scale as Luna, as Celsius, as 3AC, um, NFT fund or NFT project kind of explode in the same way. And I think it's also a little naive or, or perhaps uh, hubris in, in some ways to think that, that we are immune to it. I'm curious to see what the NFT project and or fund that explodes will be. The good news is I don't think many people were trading NFTs on leverage. And so I don't think that the funds are in the same position to quote unquote get liquidated. But we'll see. Like there, there's, I feel very strongly that there is something that will be within our world um, of the same level of, oh my God, that happened. 
as Celsius or 3AC or Luna Terra. Um, that's one thing. And then the other was sort of the flip side of this is we didn't talk about it yet, but um, OpenSea started collection offers. And not only did they start collection offers, but they started letting you do collection offers by trait. So their collection offer feature is slightly better than looks rare now, which I think is pretty cool. I tried to put a collection. I should say conceptually is better because I tried to put one in yesterday and it didn't work, but hopefully that will get ironed out. Um, a lot of updates from OpenSea and it has me bullish on what they're building now for the first time in a while. And, and, you know, Spencer, I love what you said about, you know, something could happen in our space here, like in the NFT space specifically, not the broader crypto space, but NFT specifically, that is a Luna or a Three Arrows Capital level, you know, domino falling or like devastating event. If you had to speculate, what would something like that look like for NFTs besides yeah. uh, besides jackass project creators keeping their whole balance sheet in Ethereum? I mean, I think so. I think there's sort of like two things that could happen. One is that like jackass project creators keeping their whole balance sheet in Ethereum throw a huge NFT NYC party and it becomes known that that was all of the money that they had left in the bank, which I think there's probably more than one project doing that. Um, that's one. I think another one, is, and you laugh, but like, does that seem that implausible that like six months ago they budgeted some crazy NFT MIC party and they were just like sticking to their guns and after their tax liability they have literally zero dollars left or negative money? Totally possible. Um, so there's that. And then I think there's also like a few of these bigger things like, for example, Other Side Meta. If Other Side Meta launches and it sucks, like <laughs> that could be really bad for all of us. Um, you know, I also think that there are potentially large scandals with founders like it's it's kind of incredible to me that like zagabon is the closest to quote-unquote getting canceled but like there we haven't seen the same level of scandal on an individual person level with many founders in our space as sometimes they have in others and so i could see there potentially being um you know unsavory moments of various founders past that as the founders in the space become more doxxed we learn about or gets uncovered or is shown in a different light. Um, well, well, I think Spencer, Spencer is, is definitely like onto something in the sense of, I think there's more projects than maybe we know that probably completely drained their initial mint, just paid out the creators and were expecting to operate a business off of the secondary fees. And those secondary fees are, are coming down quite aggressively. And so you may see some people that um, it run into r real issues like that because um, if the founders pulled out the money and pay taxes on it, they're probably not going to re-inject it back into the project. We've already seen some small signs of that. I know uh, DeFi Kingdoms laid off some people on their team. I also know that um, Looks Lab apparently turned all of their paid moderators into unpaid moderators. So you're already starting to see, like, you know, some projects that are showing potential liquidity issues. So um, yeah. I think that's good insight and something to keep an eye on. And Kevin, just one more example too is like, like I was doing the math on this the other day. Like, Cool Cats in their first year of operation 
made what I would guess somewhere in the range of like 50 to 70 million dollars. Unbelievable. And then in the last like two months has made like zero dollars, like maybe a couple grand. Managers at 80 grand a pop. I mean, this is what we've been saying all week. ETH already dropped. So if you didn't have if you didn't convert to USDT, you lost 75 percent. You just made paid a big tax bill, presumably. And now you still have that's just your discord managers. Most of these people have six, seven people on the payroll like that's not good. I think it's cool. It is kind of funny that we've been saying this whole year. All we're saying 90 percent of projects are going to zero. 90 percent. of, And then when it happens, we're all like stunned and like we're, we're, we're like depressed. But like, you know, the, there's not like the signs weren't there. I uh, you know, there's a couple. Um, I, I mean, you, you're joking about Bitcoin. P. I know we always have this back and forth. I'm I'm much more. uh, uh curious and on the fence it's just that we're in a room filled of you know crypto kind of proponents so i take the other side but i'm uh i'm obviously a believer in the technology i have most of my you know personal wealth and and, and my legal practice is almost all in this space so it's, i'm obviously committed um i'm just more of the camp my default is always nobody knows anything and so i do agree i, mean, I personally so I, for me it's like bitcoin was supposed to be an inflationary hedge right every, every theory about bitcoin basically go flush gets flushed down the toilet when it actually happens but i'm in still short the, term yeah. yeah well we don't know but that's the whole point right you have all these whatever you want to call them um you know black swan events that i mean i personally think you're you're insane if you don't have five or ten percent of your portfolio in crypto for like the normies and i also don't think i think it's almost impossible that ETH goes below a thousand for any sustained period I think I think even institutional people will buy it up. I mean, people have ETH and Bitcoin on their not just on their balance sheets, on their operational budgets. Some companies. So I just think it's it's more a little. You know, the floor is probably more steady than people think. I mean, I it's just I agree. This is the time to learn about Bitcoin. It's the time to learn about DeFi. It's the time to learn solidity if you want to do it. Um, might not be a time to invest in NFTs, except for you know, kind of the few. The few like, uh, you know, quick trades you can do like Illuminati. I am disappointed in UPO and in Elizabeth. Elizabeth is a friend, Laguna Carta in our discord with the team. And nobody, nobody got the alpha on Illuminati. I mean, I don't know how you didn't recognize their voices, guys. Now matched up the goblin voice when you interviewed them with the team. But all right. You know, other than that, um, yeah, unless it's a quick trade, I'm, I'm sitting, I'm still sitting on my hands. I'm just, I'm, I'm. Um, you're re- for, for, for like the crypto skeptic here, I think I'm the one who th- probably thinks that on December 31st, ETH will be the highest. I think it's going to be closer to 1,800, 2,000 than to 1,200, 1,000. Who knows? And it's easy to say in hindsight, we should have known that Alex was the goblin guy. But it's like you're just not thinking about that when you're interviewing a person. Yeah. Uh- the one one other thing real quick so spencer and and i think uh nick wants to patch in in just a second too. nick i don't know what you're doing man but definitely patch in in a second when you want to but uh spencer you said that oh, i just wanted to okay all right go ahead i'm just gonna go ahead i was just gonna say that in the past um 30 days cool cats has done over 2000 ethereum in secondary volume on OpenSea. so if you do like 2000 and then even if you're conservative as hell and you say one thousand dollars per ethereum and then you take five percent of that assuming the royalty is is five percent that's still a hundred thousand dollars in revenue in the past 30 days and you know go tell somebody that owns like a restaurant or something that your digital asset company yeah. d- did 100k in volume without without lifting a finger like people were just buying your asset on the second Secondary, but I know what you're saying. The but, difference but, between but a full cats has a yeah. has a forty person team, right? Four right. zero, and so if you do the math there, like yeah, they're, they're losing money. Surely more than two and a half grand a month. Like they're they're yeah. they're they're making less than their current burn, but by, yeah. by a fair amount. And all I'm saying is like the math on 
what they thought they could spend over time. Like, like 100K is a hugely dramatic decrease from when they made like $70 million. In, you know, they were making millions of dollars a month. Right? Unbelievable. Unreal. Uh, Nick, go ahead. Nick, you there? Hey, am I still allowed on this show? Yes, dude. I'm still allowed on this show. I, I mean, wish you were allowed on stage via like Twitter. Over to our sports desk. We want them to go long. Let's find out what's going on in sports. Hey, uh, Bill Bell Sportsman, what's going on? Uh, yeah, well, um, uh, there were no sports last night. Back to you. <laughs> Uh, so, um, in terms of uh, the thing I was going to say, uh, and was actually, did you mention uh, the event registration that we set up? Uh, no. Why don't we do a little room reset right now? That's what I actually was uh, doing last night till past midnight. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, look, ladies and gentlemen, we have an event on Tuesday, 5 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time in New York City, Lower East Side. Swanky spot, Mr. Purple. If you're a portal holder, get in the Discord. We got the Eventbrite link for you to RSVP live. If you're friends with me or Nick, DM us. If you're a portal holder, get in the Discord. Nick, what did you want to add? Are you playing music? Or are you I was playing a little bit of music. I can't even hear the music. Interesting. Oh, oh I, that's because on Zoom, it's not set up. Now, yeah, I got now, you. I, I get it. There you go. Uh, I did... Um, set it up you also need to enter the wallet address that you uh, have your portal in in order to register and then it uh it will reject you if you don't uh enter the right address um so that's the way the system's set up we didn't use token proof because they couldn't set us up with tickets so that's kind of like a fundamental component of a ticketing system so unfortunately uh we we had a great partnership with them uh, queued up oh my god I got a request to speak. Beautiful. Beautiful. Let's end this Zoom shit. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. It failed. No, it didn't. I swear. All right. Keep going. Nick's on stage. Nick, can you mm -hmm. unmute? Yo. Yo. The big dog. The big dog is eaten. All right. Go ahead. Continue, Nick. Uh, I have nothing else to add. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, make sure that you check out our event. It's co-sponsored with Kumite, Garib Sheamus NFT project, dropping tomorrow. Well, it's Garib and Very his exciting. team. I'll be minting. And his team. Yeah, I'm not throwing like shade at Garib's team against over here. Team. That's okay. what, kind of what you were doing. <laughs> yeah, if it wasn't for Kumite, guys, we'd be drinking seltzer and having Einstein bagels because of Nick So yeah, and, and his non-drinking habits. So big shout out to Kumite and their team. I, a PO asked if I was if I was paid by Kumite because I'm always saying good things, but uh, no, I'm not. I don't even think I have a whitelist spot for all my ass kissing. But no, I just think it's a it's a great team. Did I we give out our allow list? And everybody. Yes, we did. Okay. We gave out an allow list in the Nifty Discord's minted tomorrow. Going to be exciting. As usual, all of our content is sponsored by FTX. Sign up at thenifty.com/ftx or with the code the Nifty on your FTX mobile app. See you at the event on Tuesday. Can't wait. Micah, you have your hand raised. What's going on, bud? What up, y'all? So I feel like we're an hour into the show, and there's been very little actual NFT uh, alpha. Please. And I'm going to try. <laughs> it's a real scary market I'm, By the way, there, I'm, so... I'm changing the name of this show officially because I hate it when people say that. Go ahead, Micah.
Yeah. So, uh, so first off, Jesse is my lawyer in case any of this, uh, doesn't work out. So you can just speak to him directly about compensation. Uh, but my pick for the day is Gino's big town chef. Let me tell you, is that on Solana? No, it's not. It is actually on Ethereum. It's like a play (laughs) to earn. (laughs) Well, I don't exactly know how they're going to do this then, but they have like a token and it's like play to earn and they minted it for free, but it reveals today and they have a lot of big names behind it. If you go to the website, it's obviously very professionally put together and like they have backing from a lot of, you know, investing related places and they obviously have already accumulated some money for it. But they're just they're sitting at like 0.05 or 0.06, and they have like it, like you have to have the bull case of this thing succeeds and becomes an actual fun like it's like a farming simulator slash cooking slash uh, a couple other things game. Um, but you know just it has some money behind it, and it's gonna have like pet and land drops. So at that price point, it's just like if you have a belief that we get to play to earn games again. Uh, it's just a really interesting play right now just from a price perspective. I think they look kind of ugly, but they reveal and they have different like characteristics that make them better or worse in game, which gives you a chance to snipe rare characteristics, which I've done with Martian Premier League. Um, I've done with a couple other, other ones, and that has worked out well. So just a play I'm looking at today. Yeah, Mike, I'm going to have to pull in my criminal defense background. I think if you just shut up right now, I can get you down to six months to 18 months. Uh, and then we'll be all right. This this sounds scary. Okay, <laughs> is parole possible? Like, is that the is that the amount that I actually have to serve, or is that just the what would be listed and I could get out earlier? I thought play to earn was officially dead. I thought we decided that that, that doesn't work. That's my concern. Yeah, that's my concern. Just like walk to earn or whatever the stupid step in project was trying to push. Dude, the uh, disrespect. <laughs> well, is that? I thought it was dead. Oh, uh, yeah, it is. But there's like seven new competitors. Yeah, basically. So, hey, we know. called that. We called that. Easy and I were telling we got people. Out perfectly. <laughs> we were telling people so well, get the hell out of there. And people were telling me I didn't know how Steppen worked. Yeah. Bro, I made like a, a decent handful of soul on that. And I was so happy to get out at the right time. I think the coin dropped like 70% the next two weeks. That was a pretty healthy, healthy Ponzi, though, right? Like, it got a lot more Dude, people it was in moving shape for like the meantime. Three and a half months. Uh, Southeast Asia was doing like IRL meetups with thousands of people. It was like impressive that just the community spread that they had for it. I mean, it seemed to fall apart when the uh, when one of the creators said the quiet part out loud, where uh, prices would eventually come down to like a dollar. That and China said that you can't use it in their country, so that was also kind of a negative when you have a massive user base there. Yeah, that's look, probably I, not good. I just <laughs> Go want to defend it. I don't know that play to earn is going to come back. I understand that, but like right no, now you're not. playing. Right now, you're pl- you're paying prices for this stuff as if it's already dead. So if you want certainty in this market, obviously you have no plays. But I just I'm still scrounging around for something. Play play to earn is now just play. Uh, step in has become walk uh, <laughs> and for free, um, and just work out and burn some calories. Uh, and it's it's a devastating market out there uh, where people are playing video games because they enjoy them. Um, it's it's a situation out there, so you got to watch out. You got to stay safe, um, and just remember uh, next time that someone pays you for doing something uh, unreasonably entertaining. Although in the case of most of these games, they weren't. Um, but assuming that uh, someone 
if someone comes out and offers you to go and play a Fortnite or Rocket League or something like that for money and, and you're not, you, you know, you're not, you know, professionally ranked, um, then start asking a lot of questions uh, because they may be pulling a scam on you. <laughs> Very yeah, good play, analysis. This play, this play for, yeah, this play for fun thing could really take off, though. I don't know how you make money off it, but I like the idea. <laughs> so we've got earned is coming back in style as well. What is it, Ben? Work to earn. <laughs> Fucking work to earn, man. Who wants to do that? Um, that's hilarious. I'll give it. Do you, do you know what? I'll give it to Micah though. Micah, when he pitches like his ideas, he has this way of very casual being like, "I don't know. It could be something." They have these mood rollers, and then they're gonna have these rollers that turn into walking avatars later. And like, he just gives the most oh. casual alpha. And then it turns out like he's right on mood rollers. He's right on invisible friends. He's right on those like fluffy brains that he spoke about ages ago that went up in price. So like, I'm not saying this is a play. I just want to tell the audience. I'm not saying this is a play, but Micah usually brings something. And in the future, he's right. Signal, can you give uh, a, a replay of uh, Micah's voice, which sounds like maybe <laughs> yeah, she a nailed Brit, she, she nailed that. person's it hurts. attempt of a southern it hurts, accent? She nailed it. <laughs> uh, Signal yeah, doing American accents is my new favorite thing. Like, I didn't know it existed before today. It was like, Micah, Micah and like, Witters could charm your pants off, man. You got to be careful of those two. Yeah, she's like, Hi. like oh, I don't know any. I don't know anything, guys. But you know, you might want to take a look at this. Yeah, that's. Yeah, watch out for those those guys. Hey, really quick, just speaking about play to earn, I wanted to ask you, Nick, um, even though we all here seem to be in consensus that play to earn is dead, do you think here in the future we could have at least any games that could make it out, like whether it be developed from Gala Games or some of the metaverses that are being created? Wait, which yeah. Nick are you referring to? He's, he's talking to you uh, as to if you, you're the you. gaming expert, but uh, I mean, uh, oh, just because P.O., you sound like Nick, please go ahead. <laughs> just because <laughs> play to earn is dead doesn't mean that NFTs and games are dead. Go ahead, Nick. Uh, no, I don't think any of these are going to make it. Um, in all honesty, though, I mean, so, one of them is, is uh, you would hope that one of them does. I mean, frankly, if you're in this space, you really want one of these uh, to make it work. That said, I honestly think that a lot of these um, items, actually, there was something uh, I was discussing with, um, I went to a dinner last night where there were some NFT people that were not, uh, in the speculative uh, side of things. And we were having a conversation about kind of the future of NFTs. And they said gaming is a place where it's changing it. I think the biggest thing that you're going to end up seeing is the idea of bringing your like player profile with you to different uh, games. And that's there's benefits of that for pretty much um, every gaming uh, system. It's like, you owning your identity and you owning your data. Now, are, is that happening imminently? I don't know about that. But it's it's hard to think that like just adding NFTs transforms the economics of uh, systems that have been around for a long period of time. The, outside of, I think advertising is one area where, where it changes in the fact that you have your data. Um, but And so that you could potentially earn money based on your data to me seems like a possibility but i'm i'm wondering beyond that when it comes to like play to earn gaming that's one that sound that by its nature seemed somewhat unsustainable and so there's different ways to offer rewards 
But the, the rewards have to come from an external source. We have uh, someone who's coming on as a sponsor. I don't want to mention, uh, but I was asking them questions as well, where I was like, how do you inevitably avoid the, or how do you, yeah, how do you avoid what seems inevitable, which is that you end up increasing supply and printing it out of thin air. And no one's been able to explain how that happens, like how you increase supply and, and yet the price retains its value. That's something which is really challenging. And I think something, um, and everyone's like, oh, well, they have to fix the economics of this game. Um, the moment that you add any sort of inventory, enable other players to play or anything else like that, it just dilutes everything. It would be like Board Ape Yacht Club going and making another 10,000 apes because they just feel that the market, uh, you know, doesn't have enough supply for the demand. And that would obviously reduce the price. So I just don't see any way for a lot of the play to earn games to get around that one like fundamental aspect of things because a game is supposed to be accessible and uh, simultaneously uh, any economy which is uh, built on just adding a bunch of supply artificially to it. Uh, I don't know if you're seeing what's happening right now in uh, the global economy, um, but it's inflation. Yes, but hey guys, how are you? Hey, hey. Hey, how are you? But Nick, there, there's one thing about play to earn. Uh, I think if they introduce, because I'm, I'm a gamer and uh, I see like a side market of skins in a game named Rust, and uh, maybe uh, if the cryptocurrency goes bigger and bigger and they introduce like crypto just to pay those skins on the internal market, but that's it. It's like a way to pay, you know, but the market run, runs itself. It not depends of the depths of, of the game because like you said, they increase like the, like the, uh, the number of, of NFTs or skins in the game and that's it. It's over. So you're, you're sort of referring to something like Roblox, where people end up developing something within the economy, right? Yeah. Uh, in Rust, people are selling like the skins of the game, and there's very, very rare skins that it doesn't come like uh, commonly, and they sell it for a lot of money. But maybe if, they, if in some way uh, it's introduced like, crypto to pay those skins that's the only way because i've been on play, in play to earn like since september and it doesn't work so, uh, the crash of axi and everything and pbu and you know how it is there, there is like that's kind of what pio was saying though like I, I i still do believe nfts will exist in games but i, I believe everyone here is just conversing and debating the overall topic of play to earn and that being the overall main component of the game and nick what i would just uh what I would just say is, like, couldn't a game introduce just a better burning mechanic and try to figure out the, the economical standpoint from there? But burning is not something that's native to um, most economies. Instead, there's, like, things that they do, like adjust the interest rates, which is what we're seeing in, in, in our economy. So the concept of burning is just an artificial mechanic. There's one that I do think, and I think um, whatever the gentleman, I don't know what your name is, Reed, um, that uh, just shared which I was something that some people hit on last night that I was speaking to, which is the idea of developing your own property. That's something that, that in increasing the value of that property, that's something that does exist in the real world. You buy a, you buy an apartment, you buy a house, 
and then you invest in the development of it and the price appreciates as a result of that. Most of the NFTs that we discussed today, especially on this show, has been of the co collectible variety and there's nothing that you do with that. If you buy a toy, you have the toy, someone else made it, there's nothing that you do with it, uh, typically other than ruin it. Uh, I, yes, there are people that paint sneakers and things of that nature um, in an attempt to add value to those physical assets. I think the same thing will happen in the uh, digital world. And that's something that hasn't been thoroughly, uh, you know, um, explored in the NFT space. But how you do that and how you bring those assets across different games, that's, that's a more difficult uh, thing to understand. But I think any game that enables you to develop, I think of Sandbox, I think of Decentraland, and some of these other places where, yeah, maybe the land price was inflated. But once you own the land, you can actually develop things on it and that people will sell those. That's something which does present an opportunity. That said, we saw that with Second Life as well. And Second Life's price, you can go buy a mansion in Second Life for $5. So it does, like, what is that price? How much does it get developed? But I think that some area of that is kind of where we're headed. And if you think about virtual worlds and the ability to migrate those things, you'll have, quote unquote, like, home builders for the metaverse and those home builders will have uh will, will be able to develop you things that operate in different platforms um simultaneously though when you look at the gaming world oftentimes where you see the innovation or the ability to uh, develop things and at least historically was like damn that that game looks more quote-unquote real or, wow, those graphics are cool. They came up with something. And a lot of brands are known for those graphics. So having like a universal home builder, which, you know, creates, um, just stamps out the same style of, of house, doesn't really make a whole ton of sense. Um, but there are different ways to, to uh, materialize that. But it's, it just seems so far from that standpoint until, until we're at that place. But I think as a whole play to earn, um, for the most part, is really, really challenging as long as you continue to introduce supply. And we see the same thing on the collectible side. It just doesn't work. Uh, all those spaces tend to uh, implode over time. Um, and I think that's something that even other deeds is going to face is they have a looming uh, supply increase, and they're the largest test um, at this point. And it'll end up being, what, like 200,000 of these plots of lands. I, I just think it's a difficult thing to do. Um, so yeah, anyways, that's my take. I think with other deed, they were banking on the expansion of the ecosystem based on what they saw when they put out two X, the amount of mutants, than there were bored apes. The problem is the whole market crashed immediately after the project came out. So that's like a, a poor time to have the entire market crash. Uh, we'll see uh, when it, you know, when we come out on the other side, no pun intended, what the story is, you know, we got our guy node with his hand raised node. What are you thinking about? Yeah, just a brief note on the on the play to earn stuff. There's a there's a great podcast with uh, a bankless one called the Bear Market Gift featuring uh, Vance Spencer, and he's he's extremely bullish GameFi, which I thought was interesting. But it's less on the play to earn side and more kind of about like play and earn. Yeah. So I like that idea of like a more sustainable kind of economic model where it you know the whole game isn't dependent on you playing to earn. But that like you've got NFTs that are integrated into the, into the ecosystem, right? And, and, and it works well. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention was, uh, you know, what's actually surprisingly been doing OK recently? <laughs> and it's, it's a shame that Captain Kicks isn't up here because 
it's uh, ENS names, like triple digit ENS uh, have been selling like for double, like double digit ETH, like on the regular. Uh, and there's been a few, a few like, uh, like I think it was 003 or I mean, one of these, one of these really low numbers that sold for like 80 ETH, just like in the last few days, uh, which, which just kind of goes to show like there are pockets of the market that are still doing well. Um, and, it, and it's because like we don't all recognize like I think a lot of this honestly is out of like the Middle East and like Asia that people are buying these these like low digit ENS numbers because like like numbers are a flex of like license plates uh, in certain areas of the world. So I did I did find that interesting that that there are still some opportunities out there um, and you just kind of got to, you know, who knows, maybe maybe my four digit ENS domain, the, the only one I have will uh will save me partially anyway from this onslaught it will man and and all you're seeing with that is just people that have a belief in the future of this technology like if someone spends a lot of money on an ens domain that means that they believe in ethereum for the long term but probably more importantly they have an understanding of what it actually is and i'm convinced from what i've seen that over 90 percent of the space just doesn't understand what these things are that they're buying and that's not me throwing shade or taking a shot it's just me stating what i truly believe is the case which is just that people do not understand and and that's why they dump they buy they panic they you know uh, gloat all this stuff um so we got a few hand raised signal what's going on no i'm just going to say i think you know when we talk about the long term you have to kind of define what is your definition of the long term i was reading um with real vision they they wrote that when the dot-com bubble happened, uh, Microsoft dumped down to $57. It then took 17 years for Microsoft to go back up against $15 and then obviously go to the stratosphere after that. And I think it's just a question of, first of all, you have to think of the opportunity cost of holding Microsoft for 17 years and it not doing what you want it to do, i.e. go up in price because you could allocate that money somewhere else. And also you have to think about is the infrastructure and the rest of their technology there so that it can leverage off the existing technology. So it's all well and good saying the long term, but how long are you willing to wait and what is the opportunity cost for waiting that long? So it's just something to consider when we're talking about these timelines. We're going to be here for literally 20 years until this market <laughs> manifests signal. So I hope you're ready to show up Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Eastern. Uh, for 20 years. For 20 years. If that's how long we got to wait for my board to go up in price once again, uh, then, you know, that's how long we got to wait. As I'm long just really as they excited. have Wi-Fi in the retirement home, I'll be here Monday to Friday. <laughs> I'm loving this signal doing characters. This is the best. Um, well, I'm going to be a retired in 15 years? What, what's going on yeah, in a retirement you're, home? You're, you're pretty old. Um, okay. But, <laughs> so uh, real quick, um, I don't. I think that 17 years – in the traditional stock market, even though we're talking about tech stocks from 2000, uh, you know, and onward, is the equivalent of like a four-year cycle in NFTs on the long end or, or in crypto. Just because how young this technology is, right? It's only been around since 2009. Um, the exchange of information that we have right now, and also the new standard of quantitative easing that has been set. I know it's weird talking about quantitative easing when we have a Fed meeting today, when the, there's an anticipated uh, additional rate hike and all this. But when you zoom out, right? You got to zoom out. Um, it, it starts to make a lot more sense at least that's the way that i'm thinking about it uh spencer you have your hand raised what's going on 
Yeah, so I think with all this like GameFi stuff, you know, what's interesting to me is is play to earn for us has meant like a, a more than zero sum game where you're somehow net as a collective player base earning more than you're putting in. And I think like it's useful to step back and think about fundamentals here, right? Anytime that you're just getting out more than you're putting in, you should be skeptical. And I think, you know, GameFi isn't dead in the sense that like these sort of Ponzi Farms games and I think like Sheep's Game and, and Wizards and Dragons are the two like NFT examples we're familiar with. Like we'll see them again next cycle for sure because when things are going up, if you know that you can keep it growing for a period of time, like it's a good Ponzi, right? And, and I think it's worth acknowledging that. That being said, there are games that have existed for millennia where you can earn money playing them, but they're not more than what was put in, right? So for example, like lots of people play poker. Poker, in a way, is a play-to-earn game, but really it's a win-to-earn game. And I think that's where we'll see a lot of the better games progressing, and I'm curious to see. Like, there has been an online poker scene, there's been an online magic scene, there's been an online you know, runescape for a while. You could um, earn gold in w World of Warcraft. Like, there are games where you can earn currency, especially if you play them well. And I think that the maturity in the space will be when we go from Ponzi farm games that are trying to create something out of nothing into something that is more, okay, skill-based, you can earn based on your skill as a percentage of the overall pool, which is how a lot of other games have, have been. That's sort of just my, my view on this. Yeah, real quick to wrap up. We, we, anytime you talk about gaming in the NFT space, the conversation goes long, and obviously it's important and it's interesting, uh, but I do want to kind of wrap the gaming part right here just because I think a lot of people that aren't interested in games but are interested in trading crypto and NFTs uh, leave the room when we start getting in the weeds on gaming. My closing thought on gaming is exactly what Spencer just said is totally true. Win to earn is way more realistic than play to earn. Also, uh, play for fun is going to be the most important thing above everything else. But uh, just NFTs as assets. fun. Yeah, play for fun. NFTs as assets in video games is a thousand percent going to happen. I'll, I'll literally bet my whole life that NFTs as assets in games is going to be a big deal and that building up those assets in the games and, and getting them value just like people back in the day on RuneScape would make a sword incredibly valuable and then sell it on eBay. It's just a natural thing and the technology suits it in a very, very um, integrated way. It's just a no-brainer. How it plays out, nobody knows, but I think win to earn and play for fun are the two factors that are really going to matter. And what Nick said about inflation and, and you know increasing supply is totally true too. Nick, go ahead. I have an unrelated question here. Was the whole Goblin Town uh, topics uh, discussed? I mean, we actually didn't really touch on it. We talked about Three Arrows Capital a lot. I mean, you know, what are your thoughts on the Goblin Town Illuminati situation? Well, I just think it's interesting that the price has gone down since that announcement. I'm not surprised. Um, I'm not surprised at all. Well, uh, I mean, it also makes me wonder why they couldn't stay anonymous. Like, I was discussing that yesterday. They In the video, they said, um, uh, well, in order for us to do merch the way that we want to... But like Board Ape Yacht Club does merch, and they were uh, in on when they did it. Yeah, they were they were in on, and so I don't understand what that position is that like this was a requirement. Um, maybe it was that they were afraid that as they grew, um, it was going to be tough to stay anonymous. Um, but I, I don't know. I feel like there's there's still um, like they still could have done it. 
But that said, it also is sort of surprised. I, I don't know that it's surprising. I just find it interesting. You know, post reveal of any information, the price goes down. And that's how people are treating it at this moment in time. But also simultaneously, it just goes to show that their team has the capacity to develop something that's quite creative and uh, of like the highest quality. So then the question then is like, what's your other opportunity to buy something that could potentially uh, pull a board ape? Or is that just impossible moving forward? Like, is that just something that's an impossibility and that we're never going to see a collectible, you know, in the NFT space succeed in that way? And instead, it's going to be something completely different. You can buy a bunch of other deeds when they crash after they release the demo inevitably. But and and then like just as they just are going down to the toilet, just keep buying them relentlessly, and then wait two years for them to pump. But 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 that's still in the same ecosystem. What I'm saying is like, right. what, what's what's another collectible that's going to be able to try and pull that same run? That's the thing that I'm trying to figure out. And basically, what a lot of the speculation in this market has been on, you know, Moonbirds uh, was one of those. But Moonbirds is something that's different. Um, maybe. I don't know. It's debatable whether or not you think it, it's it's completely different. Yeah, it gives you membership, but so does uh, Board Ape Yacht Club. It, it already had a Board Ape Yacht Club level run. If you look at Proof and you think that you could have bought Proof for one ETH that went to a hundred ETH, you got two free Moonbirds. The Moonbirds went to forty ETH. That was a Board Ape Yacht Club type run. I don't know if we see that same run from them again. Yeah, I have no idea, but I, I just thought it was interesting, and that and given the fact that the sheer volume. Uh, that has happened on Goblin Town uh, recently. I, I just thought it was interesting um, to to see that price uh, sort of implode. Sorry. Um, yeah. Sorry, sorry, just just to jump in, Nick. Though one thing that I would I would argue that you should look at is um, when you think about price for Goblin Town, I would look at the sum of the price of uh, NF, uh, of Illuminati NFT plus the goblins because what it looked like to me was it went down for sure but if you add the increase in price increase. it looks like it might just be reorganizing capital to account for that illuminati is now sort of considered a related project kind of like when people do an airdrop and then the price goes down of the asset that it was airdropped to like it looks like the market cap of the of what these creators are creating hasn't gone down that much. It's just been redistributed to their old project. Yep, I agree with that, Spencer. Yeah. Also, never forget how much money uh, Illuminati has at their disposal. They had a very expensive mint at a time when Ethereum was like 3000 bucks. So that's just something to throw out there. Um, I think that the next Board Ape Yacht Club type return is going to come on Solana because it's such a nascent market still. As I learn more about it, I become more fascinated with the uh, things that are accepted versus declined by the market and the culture surrounding projects and creators. I think that you're going to see that big time dinger on Solana. It is going to be so hard to figure out what the hell it is and, and to get in on it, let me tell you. But that, that would be my bet is that it's a Solana thing. Go ahead, Nick. Sorry, I, I don't have anything to add to that. Okay, you're unmuted. Uh, we got ain't. Oh, go ahead, Raid. Well, when uh, I was about uh, asking the the people that is in Solana because I, I've been streaming. I'm a I'm a Twitch streamer, and I've been streaming about uh, NFT trading and and something like that. And people were asking 
for Solana content and they were like hyped and excited about the whitelist thing and everything. But I just don't see uh, in Solana that the devs and the projects are working as the devs on Ethereum because on Ethereum, if you if you can see, they they try to to show the the holders and the people in the project that they are investing on everything, on the project, on marketing. I've been like, uh, I bought just some some trolls for free, and then I bought like ten more, and then I saw that they uh, hired Hasbular, Ronaldinho yesterday. So you see that the developers are using the money even for marketing or for building something about the project. But in Solana, I don't see that. They are just like handling the, the Twitter uh, guys and that's it, you know? So I, I think that the, the projects in Solana needs to take more like, like for example... M maturity. You're, you're yeah. saying that they need to yeah. mature. They need, yeah, they I, need I totally something agree. something from Ethereum, you know? Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I mean, that's what I'm saying is like as that market matures, that's when you're going to start to see the dingers come about. But we're kind of watching it mature. I mean, Easy does his show Monday through Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern. I co-host it with him. And I've been learning so much and just absorbing what the Solana culture and space is really like. Angel, you have your hand raised. What's going on, bud? Yeah, I just wanted to give some brief thoughts on the whole Goblin Town thing and with their team going public. Um, I do, I do find it funny how everyone complains about anonymous teams, and then when a team goes public, we're uh, <laughs> we we start dumping the floor of a project. Um, it it is funny for me personally too. I don't know why, but now since they are public, I feel like some of the the fun of Goblin Town has has been sucked out a little bit. I don't know if anyone else. Of course else it does. Of yeah. course it is. A thousand percent, man. And the other thing is that everyone saw that the Illuminati NFT was sitting at a point two floor. So that's just how the market works. So then people were like, all right, then this thing is worth five Ethereum. And I'm not even throwing shade. I think it's actually bullish that uh, Illuminati is behind it. We had a great time interviewing Alex. Alex is incredibly well connected. Uh, so if you're looking for like a qualified networked project owner, you got it with Alex. But that's just, it's just how the NFT space works. People were like, oh, okay, I'm going to sell this thing now. It's not Larva Labs. It's not Yuga Labs. The rumors are always more fun than the reality. Uh, we got Rom Roman Tanda. You are an NFT or Roman Tata. You are an NFT noob. You say that people should follow you on an epic quest that will empower us to lose lots of money on NFTs, mainly on Ethan's soul. And you're a V Friends Maxi. I liked your description. I liked your style. What's going on? Thank you, man. Yeah, I think uh, this week has been very... Uh, great to reach my goal to lose a lot of money. So yeah, it's uh, it's, it's been going great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I wanted Let's to go. thank you, thank you guys to uh, get me on stage and um, yeah, I'm a big fan of the show and uh, portal holder. Proud, proud to be a part of Let, the family. Let's so, go. Yeah. Are you coming to the event on Tuesday? Best event no. at NFT NYC. No, I live in Paris and yeah, the, I'd love to, but uh, from it's too much too far away but yeah between this and vcon i would love uh, love to come over but yeah did you go love to vcon no 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 i would oh, love come to, on man yeah. come yeah, on your v friends max you got to go to vcon man um yeah, i know Okay. No, I just want, I just to, want to say we're here, we here at Nifty Portal. I've been on an epic quest to lose money since 2011. So get off our corner. This is this is <laughs> this is Pio and Nick invented losing money. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just copying the the script. No, I just wanted I, I wanted to comment uh, just for the like on the gaming side of thing, but I, I understand you don't want to talk about it. People much. love talking about gaming. Once you start no, talking about no. gaming, people will come out of the woodwork and be like, "Oh, I have something to say about gaming." I got people requesting me, DMing me, man. People do not want to stop talking about gaming. Let me tell you. Yeah, no, it's it ties into it a little bit with so uh, it just one minute. I have uh, I have a call in one minute as well, so Do it. uh, it's going to be quick. But I'm I work in finance, and I took um, I had an interview with uh, one of the biggest gaming studios in the in Europe at least and in the world for like an economist uh, tokenomics uh, job, and uh, one of and the guy was uh, head of the like the the blockchain initiative uh, of of this uh, gaming studio. And he was asking me like, um, how do you make sure when you create a token, it's not a Ponzi? And I was pretty surprised that you would ask something like that. And yeah, I mean, that's a big debate, not for right now, but the interesting thing was that I was asking if they had considered going on Solana, you know, we, uh, because of the speed uh, of the network, etc. And, you know, from the lens of a big company that needs uh, something reliable, uh, the guy told me that it was impossible for them to consider it right now because there was just too much downtime. So I'm sure it's the same for other industries, you know, but uh, I think it's something to keep in mind. Of. I, I, I love Solana. I think it's a, a super, super alternative to ETH for many applications. But yeah, maybe it's not yet uh, ready on the, on the network side of things. Nick, anything okay. to add? You have your hand raised. Not to the gaming side. Thank, thank, thank goodness. No, I'm, I'm just messing with you, uh, Roman Tata. Uh, that, that was great analysis. I just can't do any more gaming talk. Nick, what's going on? I was just going to say, if you have a portal and you didn't register, you got to register for the event um, at the NFT NYC and that it's in the uh, Discord. There's a link posted in there uh, so you can register. Um, there's a limited... There's some upper limit, and based on the number of uh, registrants we had to uh, gauge demand for it, we essentially went over the limit. Um, so you're definitely going to want to uh, register for that sooner rather than later. Register for the event. DM me if you have any questions. DM me if we're friends. Just do it. It's going to be a fun event. Uh, Nick, I don't know. Like, I never know what's a secret and what's not. I'm going to just say this, and if I get in trouble with you, I'm just going to deal with that. Uh, well, you, can, but, you know how to handle that usually. Like send you a text? Yeah, that's usually how you handle those sorts of things. But, I'm just you know, going to blurt it out. It. Yeah, I'm just going to blurt it out. So on, on Monday, we're doing the show live in New York. So we're going to do a live show. Oh, that's not a secret. Yeah, that's, that's for the whales. Okay, that's for the whales. So if you're a whale, get in touch. AKA, if you have 10 or more of our NFTs, there's a breakfast Monday morning. Breakfast, Eric found a sick, nasty, or, or really good, I should say, uh, omelet uh, company, I guess. It's like all omelets. It's, it seems pretty cool. Eric was talking Wait, about- Wait, it's not just omelets. I think it's other items as well. Okay, egg-related items for breakfast. Hey, sounds good to me, right? Um, and, uh, and so we're going to actually do the show live. So on Monday, you're going to see us broadcasting the show live. We won't be able to have speakers from Twitter on the show, but we'll be passing mics around to people in person at the event. So that's going to be a ton of fun. 
Uh, if you see us at NFT NYC, make sure you say what's up. Again, our event is on Tuesday, 5 to 7.30 p.m. Monday morning, if you're a whale, come to that breakfast. It's going to be the live show. Before you know it, uh, me and Nick are just going to be in kicks. are just going to be on tour. It's going to be like the Rolling Stones. My dog is going to be on the tour bus with us, and we're just going to be going all around the country uh, doing the show. But anyway, looking forward to next week. The event is co-sponsored with Kumite. Kumite is minting tomorrow. I'm minting it. Sounds like Jesse's minting it. No-brainer if you know uh, who the team is. Uh, and just really looking forward to hanging out with everybody in New York. But we got a few more shows this week. I don't know why I'm already on next week. We will see you guys later.